Canto Two, Chapter Eight. Questions by King Parikshit. The king asked, "How did Narada, the seer of the divine, being instructed by Lord Brahma or Brahmin, explain the modes and their transcendence? And to whom did he explain it?" This I wish to understand, O best one. What is the reality of those who know the truth of the Lord, who is so full of wonderful potencies and whose narrations are so beneficial for all the worlds? Please continue speaking, O you of great fortune, so that I, with my mind focused on the soul of the complete Sri Krishna, freed from material attachment, may relinquish my conditioned body. Those with faith regularly listen to this spiritual matter. And also seriously persist in the endeavor, will after not too long a time see the supreme Lord appear in their hearts. When one thus, through one's ears, receives the sounds of the Bhagavatam, the lotus flower of one's loving relationship with Krishna will wash away all impurities. The same way the autumnal rain cleanses the water of the pools. A person. Whose heart was cleansed will, being liberated from all miseries in life, never give up the shelter of Krishna's feet, just like a traveler never will give up his home. Can you, from your self-knowledge, tell me whether the living being itself, not being material, O Brahmin, takes up a material body accidentally, or whether it does so because of some reason? How? Can the original person, whose position in this world is defined by this lotus flower, this gigantic universe that grew from his abdomen, likewise be known in the situation of the much smaller measurement of his different embodiments? He from the lotus flower, Brahma, who was not born from matter but from his navel, he who gave life to all the ones born with a material body, how could he see his form? By His mercy, how can the original person, he who maintains, creates, and annihilates the material worlds, remain untouched by his own external energy, while he, as the Lord of all energies, rests in the heart of everyone? Formerly, I heard you discuss the different planets or worlds with their governors as the different parts of the body of the original person. So, what can you tell us about those governors who, by their different places, are the different parts of him? And what about a day of Brahma Ekalpa, and the periods between them, Vikalpas? What can you say about the time we refer to with the words past, future, and present? And how about the lifespan allotted to embodied beings? O purest of the twice-born souls, when did time begin? And what can you say about the indication of time as being short or long, as like passing with a certain activity? And what is the effect of the karma that the living beings, as a consequence of their desires, accumulate because of identifying with the basic qualities of nature? Please describe to us how the earth, the lower regions, the four quarters of heaven. The sky, the planets and the stars, the hills, the rivers, the seas and the islands, and their inhabitants have appeared. What is the extent and measure of the outer space universe and the inner space, 
and what are their divisions? And what is the character and action of the great souls and, please, describe the vocations and age groups of society? What are the different ages? How long do they take? And what is their nature? And which incarnation of the Lord performs what kind of wonderful activities in each and every age? What is the Dharma of human society at large? And what are the specific duties of the different trades and the saintly ruling class? And what are the obligations towards people in distress? How many elements are there in creation? What are their characteristics? And how do they react? What are the rules and regulations for the devotional service to the original person and for relating to the inner self in the culture of yoga? What are the special abilities the yoga master acquires and where do they lead to? How do the yogis detach from the astral body? And what is the nature of the spiritual knowledge found in the Vedas, their subsidiary literatures, the Upaveda, the law books, and the Vedic stories and historical accounts. How do the living beings find their existence? How do they find stability? And how do they find their end? What are the procedures for performing rituals, pious works and deeds of self-interest? And what are the regulations for the three goals of life, the economic, religious and sensual interests? How can all souls, as a consequence of their actions, be created again after they died? How do heretics come about? What does it mean for souls to be bound or liberated? And what does it mean to realize one's original position of service? How does the Supreme Lord, as an independent soul, enjoy his pastimes by his own potency? And how can he forsake these actions when he, as the Almighty One, remains a witness to his external energy. About all of this and more that I did not ask you, O fortunate one, I have been wondering from the beginning. Please explain, in accordance with the truth, O great sage, that what you want to tell me, having fallen at your feet. Where others only follow the custom of a previously formulated philosophy, you are an authority in this matter like the self-born Brahma. I never tire, O Brahmin, of drinking, in the hunger of my fasting, from the flow of the nectar ocean of your words about the infallible Lord. Sutta Goswami said, He, Shukadeva, thus in that assembly with questions like these being asked by the king about topics concerning the highest truth, was, as the instrument of the Creator, very pleased with this servant of Vishnu. He told him that this Purana, called the Bhagavatam, was transmitted by the Supreme Lord to Lord Brahma at the beginning of the first day of creation. He promised to try to give a full description, from the beginning to the end, of everything that the king, the best of the Pandu dynasty, had asked and would ask more. <coughs> 